welcome to episode number 233 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led business owners and entrepreneurs learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. And happy end of 2022. How are y'all feeling? This year was wild. Uh, It feels like we're having a little bit of like a pandemic hangover. You know what I mean? Like we spent so much time in 2020 and 2021, like just trying to survive. And I think that's catching up to us. So hopefully you're taking some time to take a break and prepare yourself for another year of business. Now, I'm excited to bring you today's conversation. It's one that I had with my business friend, Annie Franceschi from Greatest Story Creative, who is just a fantastic human being all around. Uh, If you don't know her, why? You need to, because she is a branding genius. She comes from a background working at Disney, which y'all know is like a marketing powerhouse. So she brings all of her expertise from storytelling and building memorable brands to her business at Greatest Story Creative. And in this conversation, we talk about LinkedIn and how you can grow your service-based business. And this is strategically timed because... We are doing a LinkedIn challenge starting in January. So go to onlinedre.com slash LinkedIn to sign up today. And in this conversation, we're going to talk about some foundational elements to understanding your LinkedIn strategy, the types of content you can post on LinkedIn, and my favorite tip, which is you don't actually have to post a lot on LinkedIn. So we're going to dive into all of that and more in this conversation with Annie Franceschi. Hi there. Welcome to a new episode of Branding with Friends, the show where branding meets key small business topics. And today I'm going to introduce you to one of my friends from the business world. You may have already met her before because she's our first return guest, the amazing Andrea Jones. Thank Thank you you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here. It's like a reunion. Um, you, if you guys have been wondering what to post on LinkedIn, I had to invite Drea back. She was our very first guest on Branding with Friends. We we're figuring this out. It was about two years ago. Um, I was about to go on maternity leave and Dre is going to get it on hers soon. And when this comes out, she will hopefully, you know, be with her babe. So yay, you like we're talking to you in the future. Um, but Drea is here and I want to tell you a little bit about her. She has built an online business committed to empowering businesses to utilize the power of social media in a positive and impactful way without being overwhelmed and drained by it. Yes. Amen. Uh, With over seven years experience in the game, Andrea hosts the acclaimed podcast, The Savvy Social Podcast. She leads a team providing done for you a service inside of her marketing agency that was named a top digital marketing agency in 2021. And she serves over 200 students in her membership, The Savvy Social School. Oh my gosh. I am so glad you're back to talk about LinkedIn today. Yes. I'm glad to be back. This is such a great opportunity. Thank you, Annie. Absolutely. And last time you were on uh, braiding with friends, we talked a lot about just social media in general. Um, but I wanted to have you back on LinkedIn. It's becoming much more a topic of conversation for folks that I speak to all the time, which are coaches and consultants and service business owners. They're constantly coming to me about what's posted on LinkedIn. 
I'm excited to tell you that Drea has brought three of her best tips and her tips are always so good. So pay attention, put these into action. We're going to share the first two and then Drea's brought something along for you. If you want to sort of take the next step in this world, she's got something for you. And then we'll save that last tip for the end. So before we get to all of these wonderful tips, I would just, I'm just very curious because you do a lot with social media. Tell me more about your um, story with LinkedIn and how you're feeling about it these days. Yes, you were seeing a resurgence with LinkedIn, especially in the business space because of the negative publicity that Facebook has been getting over the past couple of years. And so we're seeing a lot of folks move from Facebook over to LinkedIn. And there's a lot of perks of being on LinkedIn that Facebook didn't have. Um, We don't really get a lot of the mixed in personal life and personal updates as we do with Facebook. Um, And the content itself seems to have legs and live a a lot longer on LinkedIn as well as connecting with people with business first, with business in mind. So that professional platform really gives us the opportunity to kind of um, go around some of the initial thoughts with Facebook being a personal platform and LinkedIn being that more professional space. Yeah, I kind of I kind of treat it as such. I sort of had that personal thing. Like, I mean, I like Facebook. I don't, you know, hate it. I guess it's meta these days. You know, just that just happened when we're recording this in the fall of 2021. Um, but you know, LinkedIn is that place where I felt like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense for coaches and consultants. And I love it. I like it, just as you said that the sort of the tone is inherently professional. It is inherently about either business or career, and that's just a little bit different than all the other social media networks. So in it being different, there's clearly a strategy in mind of how you approach and show up there versus these other things, Um, especially how you show up in your personal life versus your professional life. So love that you're here. Tell us if we're a coach or consultant, what is the first thing we should keep in mind when we think about what should I post on LinkedIn? Yeah. So when you think about LinkedIn, I think oftentimes we think about it as a resume of sorts. At least that's how I started using it is this is my resume. I'm just talking about my past job history. Uh, But approaching it as a culture consultant is thinking about your current work and really focusing in on the transformation that you help bring to your target audience. So when you're posting on LinkedIn, you know, the difference between this platform and other platforms is you almost get a tagline of sorts that goes along with your posts. This is called your headline on your LinkedIn profile. So as you're starting to think about posting, it's layering in that mission statement, that tagline, so that people know who you are and what you're all about as you are posting. And so thinking about that transformation, I think sometimes we think about the job title. So for me, for instance, that would be you know social media strategist. But sometimes that doesn't tell the whole story. Um, so I think about social media and how I help my clients and customers impact and empower more people. So it helps extend their reach. And so that's really the transformation that I help people bring. And that's right in that headline. So when you're thinking about posting, it's really deeply understanding your ideal person, what they're looking for, so that when they land on your post, they know exactly who you are and what you stand for. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's a lot of decision making of who are you and what are you talking about to who, what do they care about? Yeah. Exactly. And it does take some work. It's not an easy thing. Those aren't easy questions to answer. Um, So it does take some work to figure that out. But because LinkedIn is also growing in popularity, there's a lot of people using the platform, which is great because you have a lot of potential to connect. 
but also because there's a lot of people, you want to make sure that your message, your difference, like what you bring to the world is clear to those people as well. So when they land on your content, they connect with your content, they know exactly who you are and what you stand for. I'm really, really happy you used the word clear. And I was waiting to see what word you were going to use as you were teeing that up, because I think you and I have both seen people sort of um, creatively presenting their headlines. We'll say, uh, I'm talking a little bit about that in my new book, Establish Yourself, of people who are looking for reactions, less revenue. It's all about the reaction. I saw someone who, they're a mobile app developer, and they're like, I am a plastic surgeon for mobile apps. And I went, what? <laughs> Who's searching for that? You know, people forget that LinkedIn is a search engine. And so I love that you gave a great example, which was both about, you know, the results and the transformation, which I think people don't realize they're asking for when they want to share something special about them. They think, oh, it's some, it's got to be something that sounds magical. It's like, no, I think you really hit on it, which is a transformation. But you didn't leave social media strategists out. And you didn't say, I am a social wizard you know, from, you know, the house Gryffindor, like you didn't try to make it too creative, then people would be like, well, she sounds cool, but I have no idea what she does. I also love that this is your first tip of prepare your content by understanding who you're talking to and what they care about, because not overlooking the fact that when you're posting, every time you post, you have that little line underneath your name. And so not missing the opportunity because that really presents context. That is so, and that's clarity and context, right? Like that's the name of the game with what you do, with what I do with branding. I also have a running joke that on branding with friends that almost everybody's first tip is like, know who you are and who your audience is. And I'm like, this is, thank you, you are my people. You know, I don't believe it or not, I don't tell people what to come on and say in this. I just, you know, I'm like, yes, preach. So that's where we start, right? Is kind of getting our head around and making sure whatever we're going to present is in context of what we do who we're talking to, it's going to make some sense. And we're kind of tipping people off to, hey, this is who I am. And this is why you're seeing this. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you brought up the the search engine point as well, because that is something that's vital to have in that headline section, um, not just so people can understand, but so they can find you when they want to find you. I had this similar thing happen with, I was, uh, someone reached out and connected with me and it said something about like money, manifestation guidance. And I was like, I don't, and I read their description. I was like, oh, they're a financial advisor. I was like, if it just had said financial advisor, who? And then you went into the description that I would have gotten that a lot sooner. And I think the the kind of cute or clever names um, can actually be a detriment <laughs> to you on a platform like LinkedIn. So think about, you know, having those search specific terms, but also being really clear in you know, how people can understand how that term relates to them. Yeah, I always like to say that um, creative job titles confuse more than they convert. But it's, 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 some, it's, it's funny, I almost think it's like, I've been beginning to think of it like a um, crossroads where people are either like really into wanting to get a reaction or they're really into wanting to get revenue. And I'm reminded of like, oh, what? Like, like that they're willing to be boring. They're willing to not get a reaction, but get an action right? Like get someone actually talking to them. They, they really hand in. It's, I think you're kind of chasing the wrong thing. I see a lot of people chasing the wrong thing. And um, you're reminding me one of the other reasons I really like Dre and I love to, to quote her and point to her as a social media expert, because she's not somebody who will tell you you have to do a million things. She's going to share more tips about that shortly. But I also remember you, you always talk about having like a jingle 
like it's like a commercial jingle. Like you need to you need to repeat your message so many times that it's boring. Um, I have a similar kind of metaphor where I talk about playing your hit song um, that you need to go out there and like sing the song. Even, you know, bands are tired of playing their hit song, but it's the song that everybody remembers because they played it so many times. It becomes you know, the anthem, right? And you talk about like a commercial jingle and it's like, it's not about being cute. It's about being clear, being consistent. Yes, exactly. That lawyer whose phone number you can sing, you want to be that. <laughs> as long as you get that they're a lawyer, that's always the little the little tip. So speaking of tips, that's a great first tip is kind of like grounding us and, you know, how are we presenting our profile, the content of what we're posting? When it comes to posting, uh, I know you've got another, our second tip. What is the next thing we need to be doing? Yes. Yeah, so when you're looking at LinkedIn content as well, one of the things I suggest is having a variety of types of content pieces that you're going to post on LinkedIn. So automatically, as business owners, we kind of gravitate towards talking about our thing, our offer, our service, um, which is great. And that's one part of it. So I, I have five pillars of content. That's the first one. It is talking about how you help people um, and really focusing on that next step when you're talking about your thing, your offer, your service. Because um, some people, most of us, don't discover something for the first time and go, yes, here's my money, take all of it. Sometimes we're like, yes, and I need to learn more. And so really guiding them through that next step. Um, whether that's, here's my money, take all of it, right? When you say it out loud, you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's happened a handful of times with me in the history of social media where I saw like an ad or something and I was like, this is exactly it. Most times I'm like, I'm so curious about this. I sign up for a lead magnet. I get on a consultation call, you know, next step. Right. Um, so when you're thinking about your content, that's one piece. Um, there's four other types of pieces of content that I do want to share. Um, the second is educational content. And when you're thinking about, you know, showing up in this knowledgeable space on LinkedIn, showing up as an expert, you do want to show how you know these things. And oftentimes we we struggle with explaining it because we think it's common knowledge or we think it's um, you know, easy to understand. But honestly, that's why you're the expert. So just sharing some of that knowledge on LinkedIn can be great. You can use video, you can use a written post, whatever you're most comfortable with, but sharing the expertise. Um, the third content type is community content. And this is great because it shows that it's not just you talking about your topics. There are other people. So I like to share, you know, industry articles with adding your your perspective to them, share news and updates. Things are happening in the ear industry. And the fourth content type is entertainment content. And yes, this does work on LinkedIn, even though it's a bit more buttoned up than some of our other platforms. Um, people still like to be engaged and entertained. And so funny posts, things that are humorous, um, sharing a little bit about, you know, how the sausage is made. If you, this works really well with, um, I've seen some graphic designers lately showing, um, like sped up videos of their process of creating and that those are entertaining in the sense that it's almost like the reality TV show version of the behind the scenes of your business. Um, and then the last content type is engaging content. And this type is actually the most popular content piece right now on LinkedIn. Um, and this is questions or polls. So getting people to kind of um, communicate with you as you talk about your topic and grow your business. Um, and a poll is a really great way to do this. So ABCD, choose an option poll. Because what happens is people 
go to the poll, they click their option, and they immediately want to go to the comments and type why they picked that option. And it's really opening the door to conversation with you as the expert. So when you're thinking about posting on LinkedIn, I often recommend blending those five types. Typically, all of my clients start off posting with each type of content piece, but you may see different ones kind of rise to the top, different ones that work better for your audience. And so you'll kind of get a feel for which ones you want to leverage more than the others. I love that. That's pretty simplified too. If you think through it, right, it's kind of hitting on all those buttons, but it gives you some flexibility. So Drea just shared, you want to talk, you know, one um, area of content, correct me uh, if I'm wrong, the five pillars, services, educational, community content, entertainment content, and then engaging content. Yep. You got it. Oh, I love it. I love the DNA on everything. Um, where would you say, I know it's something that I, you know, I am not the best at consistency, though I strongly value it. I found that I work with a strengths finder coach and consistency is at the bottom, which I was like, oh, wow. Um, but I am so consistent in my business because I've built in systems. I think, you know, these pillars are one form of systems in terms of being consistent. With LinkedIn in particular, I was like, you know, I mean, for years, it was like a joke because I do so much graphic design as part of branding, you know, logo design and business cards and colors that, but I never shared my work. I was still, I was growing like a six figure business, but never sharing work for like four years. But um, with my design assistant, who I actually met through you, thank you. Um, we put together a, stra- a system where I, when I finish a client, she creates portfolio graphics. My virtual assistant then uses a Mad Lib script I created um, to put it into LinkedIn. So that is how the magic, if you follow me on LinkedIn or you want to, um, I am suddenly sharing more recent work consistently. And I've been doing that for about a year. And that has been really engaging content on LinkedIn, which is really lovely because I will log in. It just happened today. I'll log in and there'll be some comment from a client that is like, oh, I love, thank you for sharing my brand. Or somebody is, uh, one, I think my most shared post on LinkedIn was sharing about a client and, you know, saying, hey, have you met this client? They do this amazing thing. I was so happy to rebrand them. And then there was like 30 comments deep of people being like, congratulations, Rick, you're amazing. And like, oh, because basically showed up in that client's feed and that, that client has since thanked me multiple times for featuring them. Like thanking me for doing great engaging social media that got the conversation going about the branding. So really good example of, I think that um, several of those content types, but just the fact that like, if you sort of throw it out there with some strategy behind it of connecting it back to what you do, it can be really powerful. Interrupting cow. Moo. I'm interrupting this podcast episode because I know you're here hanging out with me and you're interested in taking the next step in your social media strategy. Maybe your social media has gotten a little stale. Maybe you're looking to revive it. Maybe you just want to tie all of those pieces together. Well, I've got a super sweet gift for you. It is a free course that's going to walk you through step-by-step how to build a social media strategy that you'll actually stick with. One that works for you and your business. One that won't make you feel like you're on this content creation hamster wheel. And it'll help you leap and jump into a social media strategy that is sustainable. So check it out. It's at onlinedrea.com slash free. And when you sign up, you'll get a super sweet bonus of uh, done for you captions, graphics, and more. Again, that's onlinedrea.com slash F-R-E-E. All right, back to the episode. So uh, I appreciate you sharing that content strategy. 
I know you are so helpful and you've got incredible things to share with everybody. Um, and I know you brought something along. So if people want to connect with you after this or connect with your um, company and all the amazing things you teach about social, uh, what do you have for them today? Yeah. So, you know, the challenge with social media is that there are so many options. So really boil down my strategy to the core essence of the social media strategy that can be applied to any platform. And you can find that for free at onlinedrea.com slash free. It's our framework and our approach to social media. Um, so we'll talk about the five pillars of content. We'll talk about you know how to build out that commercial jingle um, messaging. We'll talk about how to connect with people and actually like build your followership, build your connections on LinkedIn. We also give you some shortcuts. So you've got some caption swipe files in there, some Ooh. graphic design swipe files. Yes. Um, and I do consider this as the like Costco sample version of our program. <laughs> so we're giving you a little sample, but no, we, we want you to buy the home meal. So that's um, what Costco is gives- good at doing, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so this gives you the little, little, little taste of that. So that's onlinedrea.com slash free. That seems really high value. I love, I don't think I've ever heard of a freebie that sort of has all of those ingredients that includes like the graphic design. I'm like, I need to go. I mean, I know you and we've talked, I'm like, that sounds really helpful. That's what you want, y'all. <laughs> I need to be listening and be like, I know this person and I need their free thing right now. Uh, already on your list. So, you know, but I'll check it out. Um, and I think you should check it out if you are watching or listening to this today. Um, and if listening to this today has gotten you thinking, well, I have no idea where to start. What should I be known for? How do I brand myself as an expert? You can always set a complimentary consult with me if you go to greateststorycreative.com. We can talk about branding, business coaching, all the things. Um, And now Drea is going to share with us. She's sort of taken us through a lot today that can be really useful for LinkedIn. So understanding kind of why people are shifting over there. You've given us our first two tips. We want to prepare our content by understanding who we are talking to and what they care about and making sure we're being clear about who we are. Uh, The second tip, using those five pillars of content strategy to ensure we have a healthy mix of content types, everything from services, the education, entertainment, engaging to community. And what is that last thing we want to keep in mind? You mentioned earlier that you're working with a Strange Finder coach. I'm obsessed with Strange Finder. My number one um, is strategic, but in my top five is ideation. Discipline is like the very bottom of the list. Like 34 Um, or the top five? Like discipline uh, is 34. Great. Yeah. I think Love it's it. like discipline and woo are like at the very bottom. <laughs> so for me, I always, you know, I like planning. I like to be structured, but it is like painful for me sometimes to actually move through with that. So I understand that. And one of the beautiful things about LinkedIn is you don't need as much content as some of the other platforms. Um, many of my clients are only posting once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, you don't need, you know, to post every single day and have all of the these these content plans. So, you know, when it, we approach LinkedIn when we're creating content, um, it's oftentimes a relief for a lot of business owners because if you're used to a platform like a Twitter or an Instagram where content is, you know, you're producing multiple pieces every day, sometimes LinkedIn can feel that way. So that's my biggest tip when it comes to LinkedIn is. Don't pressure yourself too much with the content. Um, in fact, I like, I'd like i rather you give yourself a time limit than a content limit. Um, so one of my best ways of approaching content is building out that habit. So since discipline is so low on the list for me, um, it's having that weekly habit of creating content. So I sit down and create that content. I usually spend about an hour on this. 
So if LinkedIn's your place and you want to spend about an hour on it, it's great if that's only one or two posts. Maybe you can batch that for a month if you like, depending on your content flow and just kind of work with that strategy in mind. So you don't need as much content once or twice a week is great. And your content lives, quote unquote, lives a lot longer in the feed. So because LinkedIn has like this natural amplification of, you know, people you're connected to and their connections can also potentially see your content, really focusing on the connections piece is more valuable than producing all of the content. So producing those one or two pieces, letting it live, you know, people will still see it a week from now, two weeks from now even, and focusing the rest of your time on building out your connections. Yeah, I love it. And that's, again, why I love having you on because you are probably one of the few social media experts I see, one that's like legitimately successful. So well done. But I think part of the other piece of your success is that you don't tell people to be everywhere all the time which is not, it's a burnout strategy. Like you're teaching consistency, which is also what I teach and what I believe in. It's like, yeah, keep doing something once a week when you're setting that time, even if it's not your strength, you know, not mine either. That's how I use tools like SmarterQ and things like that to keep my stuff going out there because it's not a strength for me. But there's, it's not going to be any good if you post three times a day for a week and then hate it so much you never do it again. No one will see that, right? So I love that it's like get started. I, I do you still teach that only do um, one network to begin with? Yeah, as a business. Yeah, yeah. So don't worry. Like if you've decided on LinkedIn, focus on LinkedIn. You don't need to be on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter. Just focus on that one platform because you're right. It's like the pathway to burnout if you try to be everywhere. Um, I'm everywhere because it's my job and I'm studying it. But even I find it to be overwhelming sometimes. Um, so I definitely don't recommend it. Um, for business owners, and even people who have large teams still limit themselves to a few platforms. Um, so yeah, focus on the one. Yes. And if it's LinkedIn, I think for coaches, consultants, service-based business owners, I mean, you'll you'll see a return on that time investment there. Right. It's the quality over quantity piece of it. And I also think there's a piece that I talk a lot about in my new book that's all about this idea. Really, to me, it's like, a lot of the advice that people give is for someone who's a natural born marketer who like thrives. Like you clearly are a natural born marketer. You thrive being on social. A lot of business owners are on social because they in some way need to be or feel that they need to be. And that's a different thing. You know, how do you market yourself when you're not a natural born marketer? You certainly don't do it by becoming one overnight. Right. And so I love that yours is very much a like, one step at a time. That's how I try to approach the branding piece, the coaching piece. It's, you know, we can do it without overwhelm, but we got to we gotta not compare ourselves to those who were just born ready to do it and who loves to do it, right? Yes. And I honestly, I think this is why we're friends, Annie, because I, I talk about the same thing in that there's a difference between, you know, being a content creator like your job is to create content and being a business owner. And so even the people who teach social media strategies teach it for content creators. They teach, you know, show up on Instagram stories every day, share your life, share your kids, share your, you know, crying in the car moments. That doesn't work for business owners. So the way Some it's not appropriate for, right? Some are also forgetting to talk about their business. That's the other phenomenon I'm seeing is like, this is what happens when you don't get a real expert's help with some things. Sometimes if you're just getting all the free advice everywhere, you are taking the advice 
as you just so eloquently shared, intended for, say, a um, you know an influencer, like a content-based brand who makes money because of partnerships, not because they're selling services. You know, half of my coaching is going to be like, you're doing all this social media stuff and you're not once mentioning that you have something to sell. You're not once talking about that you're in business. So yes, of course, no one's, talk- no one's converting because all you're doing is they're still, they're absorbing this, I have to be an entertainer thing, but not every brand is an entertainment brand. There can be entertaining content, as you said, but we're not all entertainers. Right. We're in business. Yes. And that's the beautiful thing as well is, you know, when you shift to that business-minded strategy, you actually make it a lot easier on yourself. You don't have to dance and point in TikTok videos. Like, Good, because yeah. I'm I'm still resisting the TikTok trend. I can't. I'm like, I'm too old. I've officially found something I'm too old for. I'm good. Like, I love I love that people love it. Everyone's got to find their thing. But I'm like much more comfortable on, on LinkedIn. I'm old and, and, and that's for me. <laughs> so uh, I'm so glad you could come back. I love that you said, you know, that's why we're friends. It's really called Branding with Friends because Trey and I started this together uh, on this road. So thinking about LinkedIn posting, great tips today really about starting with making sure that headline is great and clear, you know, who you're talking to and you're featuring that transformation. That second thing is making sure you are thinking through the themes of what you're posting, the pillars of content strategy. Drea shared five with us, services, educational, community, entertainment, and engaging content. And then my favorite, because it's real and attainable, is less is more. Don't worry about posting every day use Drea's time-based strategy to reduce that overwhelm. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. Thank you so much for having me back in. 